Welcome to the Brownstoner Podcast. I'm your host, Josh Schneps, publisher of Brownstoner. My guest today is Greg Goldberg, who's with Meridian Retail Leasing. Welcome, Greg. Thank you for having me, Josh. How are you? Oh, it's my pleasure. Doing okay. So let's talk about retail leasing um, and also the hospitality business. You've been in it for over a decade and specialize in matchmaking for commercial tenants and spaces, including bars, restaurants, stores, and offices. So talk to me about the market now. How how have you found it? You know, it's been a year since uh, the world turned upside down. Uh, Things have changed uh, dramatically. You know, no one could predict this and, you know, the current uh, state that we're in. But uh, we're being positive. You know, things are happening. Us at Meridian, we never stopped working. We, we never stopped coming into work. You know, there's less competition now. So we've been busier than ever. You know, obviously, there's, there's vacancy left and right. Side streets, avenues, doors are going out of business, which is very sad for the landlords, for the tenants. But at the same time, you know, when one door closes, another one opens. Um, we're getting calls constantly of well-funded restaurateurs looking for a good deal of managers of restaurant looking to open up their own restaurant, of bartenders uh, who might work at a bar looking up to their own, open up their own speakeasy. So, you know, people are taking advantage of what's going on in the market, which is we're in a down market. It's a tenant's market. You know, so there's tons of opportunity. You know, there's vacancy, as I mentioned. You can't take your eye off an avenue or a size agency for rent sign or, you know, for lease sign. Unfortunately, that that's the you know, reality that we're in right now. Like I said before, we've never been busier than ever. We're we're constantly signing leases. Since last March, we've signed over, I think, 95, 100 deals, wow. which is a little light for us. But, um, you know, closing at least a deal or two a week um, in a down market isn't the end of the world. You know, we'd probably do two, 300 leases a year in a, in a normal year. But, uh, you know, during COVID times, it's, it's, it's a different ballgame right now. Well, it's terrific to hear that business is getting done still, because obviously the economy has been slammed. And I think yep. anyone that walks the streets of New York City can find that there's some empty, you know, commercial spaces on on some major thoroughfares, let alone side streets. But the fact that this yep. is being done, I guess, shows that people believe there's opportunity. People are definitely believing, you know, for, for months, you know, when, when COVID hit, it was, all you could read in the press was bad news after bad news after bad news, whether it's politics or just what's, you know, world events. But now we have vaccines coming out. The weather's breaking. Everyone's kind of getting in a better mood. We're adapting to the new norm. I don't know what the future is going to hold of, you know, what dining indoor outdoor is going to look like. But I think New Yorkers have adapted and done tremendously of, you know, building these outdoor dining areas and adapting to the winter you know, the, the weather in Manhattan, you know, we don't have, you know, Miami weather, we don't have LA weather, it's a different ball game, you know, for those three to six months, when the weather isn't so great. So restaurateurs, you know, kudos to them and hats off to uh, adapting and, and surviving and thriving during this, this crazy time. Yeah, well, I think everyone could agree that the summer was benefited by that outdoor dining and that the city was able to get rid of that regulation and red tape to let people open up outdoors. I mean, I think yeah. it was enjoyable for people to be able to be outside during that time. And hopefully that'll create some momentum going into the spring and summer of this year for businesses to continue to be able to do that. I, I, I think so. And I can say a, a lot of people are are, are are very optimistic of what's going on. You know, I've before I got into real estate, I was a waiter at these restaurants at one point for a short time. Mm-hmm. I, uh, I, I designed uh, restaurants at hospitality groups and now 
now I'm working with landlords, leasing them out and working with restaurateurs, you know, finding the space. So it kind of came full circle for me. That's great. Well, you know, we've had positive news. I think the business community certainly, no pun intended, got a little shot in the arm by realizing that by the end of May, we are going to be in a situation where if you want a vaccine, you can get one. And I think that's probably a great outlook for the economy and particularly a lot of retail where people can get back inside of businesses. So what are your predictions going into the spring and summer and beyond? You know, like you, you, you net on the head, people are just dying to get back. You know, people want to shop, people want to touch things, people want to eat in. Um, you know, we can only uh, stay inside. You know, we're not caged animals. We can only stay inside for so long. But to, to mention of what's going on, people are looking, like I mentioned before, either they're expanding um, and I've dabbled in the office uh, sector and people are signing new leases they're either expanding or, or they're downsizing it. You know, a 20,000 square foot office space, they might need 10,000 square feet, you know, but you know, I'm dealing with some Tammy tenants that, Hey, we've had 40,000 square feet, but during this pandemic we're booming and now we need 80,000 square feet. So it, it's kind of on both spectrum. People are either expanding or, or downsizing. I've seen a lot of downsizing. And as I mentioned before, you know, restaurant tours, you know, we signed Brooklyn dumpling shop, uh, yeah, with Stratus Morfogan, who owns Brooklyn Chop House downtown yeah. in Fidei. And, we, and we've signed several leases with him. He, he's, he sees what's going on in the market. He's taking, taking advantage of uh, where the market is. Uh, you know, if, you know, well-funded groups ha- have the capital and have, have the, uh, the creativity to have multiple concepts. You know, that's what we're seeing. We have Brooklyn Dumpling Shop in the East Village. We have it in Fidei. Mm-hmm. Uh, Hoboken, Long Island City is coming soon. We also signed a 14,000 square foot restaurant, a Greek restaurant with them down on uh, McDougal and Bleagers. So, you know, people are expanding, whether it's restaurant tours or office tenants are downsizing. Most of them are downsizing, but there are a few who are, are doubling up on, on square footage. Yeah, I mean, I think you're talking about a great instance of where the business people are pivoting. He's doing like a touchless food uh, concept, which is great. So, the zero human, yeah. And it's great because he had this concept pre-COVID. So it just happened, you know, COVID happened and they, this, this, the, the concept is, you know, it really, it really makes sense for, for going forward in, in, in quick service restaurants. Let's talk about landlords. Cause I feel like landlords are, have all different types of mentalities. Like you'll see even pre pandemic, some landlords, if they didn't get their price, it could sit empty forever or other landlords, yeah, we, you know, they we, were aggressive with incentives because they wanted the right type of tenant. So talk to me about what landlords are thinking. What advice would you give to retail landlords particularly? Well, I know my job, I'm a a landlord broker, so I want to get top dollar for them as best as possible. But I also want a tenant to be successful in there for the the length of their term of the lease. But their attitude has changed uh, drastically. Um, Like you mentioned before, if they didn't get their number, they'll sit on it for years. We've seen the total opposite. You know, landlords are willing to make a deal. They want to make a deal, whether that's be flexible with the rent in the first couple of years, whether that's give additional free time, whether that's giving uh, TI or all three, uh, you know, all the above. We've had deals where they gave six plus months free, where they gave $100,000 in TI, where they gave 50% re- uh, reduced rent for the first year and we'll do bigger bumps you know, to get to a nor you know, more normalized rent in year three or four. So the landlords are definitely more open 
they're definitely getting more creative, whether it's giving a year free, maybe we'll break up the free rent, you know, four months here, four months there, it, mm-hmm. well, they'll get creative. And we've seen that. And that's the only way to get a deal done now in, in, in this market, in this world that we're living. You know, there's so many vacancies. Tenants have their pick. They say, I want to do A, B, and C. I want that space, that space, that space. They're going to submit offers on all three and see who's going to give the best deal. And at the end of the day, they're going to get one. Great feedback. Talk to me about how you go about officially finding new businesses that are a right fit for a particular space. And how do you go about filling that space quickly, but also for a good price? Yeah. So at Meridian, our marketing capabilities are hands down the best. We utilize social media. I don't think any other commercial real estate firm uses social media. We're very active on LinkedIn, but our biggest tool is uh, Instagram. We'll, we'll make these one-minute one minute marketing videos um, that showcases the space. Little teasers. You know, a lot of people do these Matterports where you can walk through the whole space. We do these one-minute videos professionally shot by our video in-house videographer. And I'll go out, say, I have a restaurant space in the East Village. I'll reach out to every restaurant tour in the East Village looking to see if they want to A, relocate, or B, expand and have multiple concepts in the area. Or maybe I'll reach out to someone on the west side that wants an east side location or someone on the uptown that wants a downtown location. So I'll reach out. This is just for a restaurant space, and I'll do this for a retail space or an office tenant or regardless. But we'll get a lot of reloads, someone who's coming at the end of their lease that wants to stay in the area that has has a name in the area that wants to be, you know, as close as possible as their existing business and their landlord isn't playing nice and they want to move down the street or on the block and, you know, we'll, we'll set them up there or they've been there so long and they're doing so well. They want, you know, restaurant number two or three. Mm-hmm. That's how we'll go about, you know, filling the space, you know, and once in a blue moon, you know, someone will call us, you know, we get calls constantly, but that guy might, you know, that guy who we're going to sign the lease with might call us. So he might call us up the sign. I might reach out to him via phone, via email, or he might've seen our marketing videos or he got the marketing video forward by a friend. You know, mm-hmm. I might send it to someone, but it might not be right for them. But they're like, Hey, I have a guy who's looking. So a lot of word of mouth and it's it just kind of being, you know, boots on the ground. You know, we're, we're, we never left the city. We never left the office. You know, James and I and the, and the group of guys we have here, we got a, a great team of 25 young, hungry brokers. And we never stopped working when everyone ran for the hills. Everyone went to the Hamptons. Everyone went down to Miami. And, you know, for a couple of days, we're like, what the, you know, what's going on here? You know, we we're a little shell shock of what's mm-hmm. going on. But then at the end of the day, we didn't have any competition. Every landlord is reaching out to us saying, hey, we can't get in touch with a broker. Please mm-hmm. help me lease my space. Or we have tenants calling us saying, hey, uh, I called the sign and the broker's not responsive. And, you know, I guess my, our best ability is our availability. You know, we're constantly answering emails. We're constantly answering our phones. We're constantly showing space. You know, if someone wants to see a space, we're going to be there in 20, 30 minutes. We're not going to say, oh, I'm available, you know, eh, next week. I'll, I'll show it to you next Thursday. So that's the, that's the way to get a deal done. And that's how we're finding tenants. And that's how we're closing so many deals, you know, since we've done. I love to hear it. Listen, relationships are forged when you're there, when people need you most. So yeah. this is uh, that, that, I mean, one of the most critical times for landlords. It, it's critical cr- critical times for landlords, critical times for tenants. You know, they're, they're seeing so many spaces. You want to get a tenant, you know, focus on a space and try to, you know, close the deal as soon as possible. And 
as long as you're responsive, you know, which we are, which we have been, it, it's not like shooting fish in a barrel, but it, it makes our, you know, makes, makes our job a lot easier. So we've talked about space that's available and people looking for space. How do you see it differing from borough to borough throughout New York City? I mean, is there a big difference between? Yeah, uh, definitely, definitely. So pre-pandemic, yep. So pre-pandemic, everyone wanted to be on Maine and Maine. Everyone wanted to be in the heart of Midtown East next to Grand Central. Everyone wanted to be in Prime Friday, um, you know, surrounded by all these Class A office buildings, you know, uh, 100,000 square foot office buildings, a million square feet office buildings. That's, it's the total opposite now. You know, I live and work near Grand Central. It's a ghost town. I walk through Grand Central and I can hear my own footsteps. Everyone wants to be, you know, everyone's working from home now. Everyone wants to be in the neighborhoods. Everyone wants to be in the East Village. Everyone wants to be in the West Village. Everyone wants to be in Soho. During the summer, East, uh, St. Mark's Place in the East Village and, and uh, McDougal Street in the West Village, it looked like Mardi Gras. I mean, the streets were packed. People are outside drinking. People are outside eating. In the office sectors, it's very slow. You know, all these QSRs are going out of business just because the office tenants aren't here. Uh, the people aren't here. The, the people are working from home. They're staying from home. So that's where we're seeing, you know, <clears throat> people wanting to open up, you know, in, in the high dense residential areas. Interesting. Yeah, it's almost like uh, the the people that live in these neighborhoods also want to support their local businesses because they know that they of need them. they want them. Yeah. Built. So that's really you know great to see that. But I, be- I I believe it's also that businesses are starting to pivot, right? I mean, a lot of restaurants are you know really leaning on takeout or having lower price points. Um, so so the takeout, the the, del- the 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 the, uh, the delivery. Uh, the ghost kitchens are a new thing coming up. And like you said, these local tenants want to support their local businesses. You know, it, you can barely get a reservation at these, you know, these restaurants now just because so many people want to dine out. Uh, thank God we're at 35 percent capacity indoor dining. But uh, there's so many there's only so many tables outside. You know, you might have to wait a couple of days or a week to get a reservation at your favorite, you know, restaurant, which is a good problem to have. But uh I think uh, as soon as we get back to normal uh, at 100%, I think the city is going to be back. You know, I, I, I see on Instagram, everyone's Miami, I guess COVID doesn't exist there because everyone's just thriving. Texas is thriving. It's just, uh, I think we need, we need to get back. We need so, to get back as soon as, safely, but as soon as possible. So crystal ball, you have a lot of experience in retail and obviously the, the whole dining scene. What do you think it looks like and has it changed over the next couple of years? I think we're going to have, I mean, the technology that's that's happened over the year with, with the filtration systems, with the light, the UV lights, with the masks, with the vaccines. I mean, unfortunately, I think dining for a while, for the next, you know, few years, it's going to look like it looks now with, you know, space dividers. I mean, in New York, this is the only place in the world where, you know, what the dining scene looks like, where, where you're, it's three deep at the bar, whether it's uh, a below grade you know, cool speakeasy. It, it doesn't exist in any other city. It's a shame that a lot of m- people I know and a lot of friends moved here to taste that experience, to have that experience, and they just haven't had it yet. And it's going to be a while since, you know, that New York City nightlife comes back, whether it's the clubs, whether it's the speakeasies, whether mm-hmm. it's the the high-end dining. It's 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 going to be a while till we come back. I wish I had a crystal ball and, 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 and tell you, Josh, hey, this is what it's going to look like. Um, it might look like what it looks like now, whether 
you know, the outdoor dining is going to be a thing. I, I love how they've closed certain s- streets off and, and, and made them, you know, strictly for outdoor use. Uh, mm-hmm. I think it's a great plan. It, it's, it's got to come back. It's, it's, it's got to come back sooner rather than later. And I, I think we're on that path. Finally, uh, a year later, I think we're getting back to somewhat of a norm. Well, Greg, thank you so much for your insight and being on the show. You are on the front lines. I feel like the, 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 ma- the major recovery will be known as new businesses open up on the retail front. So best of luck to you and your team. And thank you for all that you do. Thank you so much, Josh. Have a good one. Make sure to tune into the Brownstoner podcast at brownstoner.com. <laughs>